0: Hello and welcome to the Design Unplugged Roundtable Email Edition for January thirtieth, two thousand and eight. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined here by our team as always. And we have a number of emails and voicemails to get to. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, or if you would like to send us a, or if you'd like to send us an email, just send it to podcast at wdwinfo.com or if you'd like to leave us a voicemail you can call us at 877 310 9662 if we read your email or play your voicemail on the show you will get a disunplugged t-shirt and at the end of every month we select one person at random one of the emails or voicemails that we played and we pick that person at random and they get to choose a number 1 through 30 we have uh, envelopes here in the office that correspond and whatever's inside the envelope of the number you pick is what you win. Now, in the last show, we gave away an iPhone. We gave away park a seven-day Park Hopper pass. And we gave away a uh, two-park two two park, uh, annual pass to Universal.
1: But also, um, if they don't want the T-shirt, if they already have one, we can also send them a lanyard and a pin as well.
2: Yep, oh, there and you it, go. You know,
1: Not in addition to. (laughs) Apparently those pins
2: are becoming highly coveted. Oh, really? Well, I have to Mm -hmm. say
1: that most of the people last week that I contacted, um, I had six people who wanted the pin and lanyard Very cool.
2: There's um, some folks who are now wondering how they can get one, and they're asking to purchase them. And I think what they have to do is they have to email us.
0: They have to win them. I'm not going to sell them. Exactly. I'm just letting you know that now. I'm not going to sell them. (laughs) I'm not in the retail business, folks.
2: (laughs) Well, I think that's... uh, that's, uh, uh, one of the young people who wanted one of the pins is from the UK and says our voicemail is expensive to call. That's
3: a better reason to come up with a good email.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's free.
0: There you go.
3: Might be a good reason to keep an eye out for me in the pox also. For yep. That's going to be hard to do from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Even Bob, always has, Bob always has a stash of pins on him. So does Kevin and yeah, John. we keep so, some yep. too in our pockets. So okay, well then him. I am the only person <laughs> then at the round table who does not keep pins with him.
5: But you have to actually go out of your house.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, see, so that's, that's the reason.
2: Or yes. they have to come find you.
0: Yeah. Oh, please. We don't want them hunting for my house. No, that's too... <laughs> that, that hasn't happened yet, thank God.
5: Driving by like it's Graceland. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tooting horn. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis! Lisa Marie! <laughs> oh, I haven't been called Lisa Marie in years.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, All right, with that out of the way, uh, we're going to go ahead and play our first voicemail. From uh, Maggie, who has questions about uh, Disney Cruise Line for senior citizens,
6: hi, guys, and Julie. This is Maggie calling from Littleton, Colorado. I've been listening to your show for the last couple of months and really enjoy it. Um look forward to Tuesday mornings when I get to laugh a little bit with you guys. Anyway, I have a question for you about the Disney Cruise Line. My family is thinking of taking a trip. Um, in summer of 09 and it would be myself along with my three brothers and sisters and their families as well as my mom and dad my question to you is i know there's lots to do for the families on board and i know there's singles areas on the ship but i wondered about seniors my mom and dad will be 68 and 70 years old and i'm just worried that there may be too much kid stuff for them so i wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts on um what there, you know what there might be to do for seniors on the ship Thanks. Let me know.
0: Well, Maggie, I can tell you, uh, just from my own experience, uh, my mother is 77 years young and uh, has done the cruise a few times, and there's never a shortage of things to do. Mm -hmm. Never. Uh, Especially if you're talking about a seven-day cruise. um, The days at sea are loaded with uh, all sorts of uh, seminars. They do cooking seminars. They'll do how to make desserts. They'll do wine tasting. They'll do... Napkin folding. They'll do mm. play, how to you know how to, uh, how Everything. to put together a place setting. Go play bingo. Bingo. There's bingo yeah. every there's day. There's
2: shuffleboard. There's the Cove Cafe. Yeah, oh, I if love you the want to Cove watch Cafe. the news or
0: something. And then there's the spa. I mean, really, don't underestimate. the there's spa. There's also an adult pool. Yeah.
2: So there, if you're looking to get away, I, I think people are assuming that there are going to be kids hanging from the chandeliers, and there's really not. I mean, yeah. it's you know, if you don't want to be inundated with children. I I go on the cruise all the time and don't have kids and I love it. I will
0: I will say this to you in the number of years that I've been interacting with Disney Cruise Line either as a passenger or through Dreams Unlimited Travel. I cannot come up in my head with a demographic that isn't appropriate. Really and truly, I'm not just saying that. Um, whether you are a, a whether you're single, a newlywed, a couple without kids. Family with kids, an older couple. I don't really and truly, if there is something for everybody on that ship, I don't have children. I don't uh, ever travel with children when I go on the Disney cruise line. And Walter and I have never, ever been at a loss for something to do on that ship.
5: Take a good book with you and go up to the rainforest. They're also going to get a tremendous amount of pleasure in watching the little ones that are with them having a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to get that's going to be just terrific seeing these kids' faces light up when they meet and, a character or and, play or something.
0: And like I said, when they get tired of that, when they get tired of looking at their grandkids, they can go do a seminar. They can go just do also, some wine tasting,
2: right? And there's a, a there's a nightclub, and there's um, I apologize. It, what's the name of the bar with the games and the? diversions diversions i have thank you i lost it there that's adult oriented so you I would can think the away.
1: Cadillac lounge might be a yeah. nice yeah. Place. but i also don't uh,
2: want uh, people to think that when we say nightclub or, or things
5: like that it's for someone of, of who's a little bit older will enjoy things like the piano bar that's or exactly. or right. oh when like that what
2: night. i mean a nightclub i mean like you know it's not it's a, at night right it's at night <laughs> and it's a place <laughs> yeah. where there's adults
7: yeah diversions is your sports area and then the mm-hmm. cadillac lounge they have a piano
0: they can always take up yeah. drinking too you know, so you just go drinking around the ship
2: or just sit out on your balcony and yeah. watch yeah. The, the ocean go by <laughs> <laughs> and watch the ocean go by.
0: So there really is. I'll tell you the truth. You will be at you will not be at a loss for activities. And then, again, keep in mind, too, that, you know, again, depending on what, which cruise you are going on. Uh, yeah. There are shore excursions. There, you're, you're going to be docking places. You're not. Well, at normally,
1: sea. grandmas and grandpas have a good bit of money, so they can go to the art auction if they're into that kind of thing too.
0: The art auction, yeah, that's right. There's an art auction on the ship. Yeah. There's yeah. a movie theater, and not and and not an art auction where they're necessarily selling Disney stuff. No, this they is sell like some real really stuff. Really yeah. Nice stuff.
2: And they I have mean, great cosmopolitans while you watch the art auction. I, and I they're wouldn't free.
1: call them great. <laughs>
2: they're, free. <laughs> they're, free. Really? they're free. Did you have
0: to pay for them?
1: <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I didn't drink mine. <laughs>
0: So, I hope that uh, answers your question, Maggie. I think you uh, you and your family and your parents are going to have a great time on the cruise. So. All right, who wants to read an email?
1: I do. Finally beat somebody. <laughs> okay. You Mine you can be Bob
0: whenever you want.
1: <laughs> no, Kevin, you were so quick today, but I, I was not I wasn't ready.
0: Well, she didn't finish the sentence. Finally she beat she she finally beat somebody other than Corey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's from Tina Henderson in Philadelphia, PA. I'm getting married at Walt Disney World in October of 2008 in an intimate ceremony, the Escape Wedding Package. I just got my signed contract and my annual pass vouchers back yesterday, and I'm very excited. I would love to hear some discussion on Disney weddings and maybe some of the different fun options for Escape Wedding receptions and other special event options. Tina. Well, Tina, I went and signed up. Corey and I are getting married again. woo <laughs> All right. So they've been Corey's got off- this blank <laughs> this blank stare
0: in his face. How am I going to afford that?
1: No. But Noted.
3: I signed <laughs> Noted. up so to get all the
1: information for you and for any other ladies out there who are interested in this information. So I've been gathering, and I'll be compiling, and... We'll have a segment soon. For Did those you, of you getting married We'll soon be renewing our files next week,
7: I'm sure.
5: <laughs> Did you register at the uh, shops around Epcot? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get fake wedding gifts, too. <laughs> Jade. But um, it's going to be fun. I've already looked through some of the different options. Uh, cruise line, on property. So we'll discuss them all.
2: I just want you all to know I'm going to be the first one to sign up for her registry. I am
7: getting her healthy balls.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh Lord! I thought that was gone.
3: Well, since I that, hope
7: whoever's listening
0: heard the first show, yeah, 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 she gets to
1: pick a number, right?
0: Yep, she absolutely. Gets, <laughs> I was just going to say she gets to pick a number. She came up with a, uh, a very a good segment second, idea. I think just something
1: we haven't talked about,
0: and I haven't actually haven't mentioned that uh, in a while. If you email us in an idea for a segment that we actually do on the show, then uh, we'll give you a shot at the envelopes that I was mentioning earlier. So, since uh, I'm sorry, what was her name? Tina. Tina. Since Tina sent us in a, an email that we're going to turn into a segment on the show, Tina gets a, a shot at one of the 30 envelopes. Now,
2: I'm going to ask a question for Tina. Are the prizes that were given away today on the earlier show, or the la- I'm sorry, the first show, do they go back into the reshuffle?
0: Um, some of them do. Um, other prizes take their place, but of similar value, of similar
2: so there's lots of opportunity.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm so trying you can, to keep, you can always um,
1: If somebody wanted to pick twenty six next week, they could I just
0: can't believe that we picked three uh we picked three envelopes today and each one had a good prize in it. That's that's cool. So
3: our prizes are
0: good. Well, yeah, but you know, some are better
3: than others. Yeah, <laughs> <better> than <laughs> precisely.
0: Well thank you for that, Julie. Thank you for the uh the suggestion, Tina. We appreciate it. Uh, we've got another voicemail we're going to play. This one is from Stacy in Maryland, who has questions about the Disney Vacation Club, specifically a question for John. So here's Stacy.
4: Hey, guys and Julie. This is Stacy in Smithsburg, Maryland, Disney bride in 2K3 on the boards. I want you all to know how much I look forward to your show each week. This is a part of each and every day for me, and I do use a lot of the advice that you give. Um I guess my question's for John since he went to the DVC meeting, because my husband and I stayed at the Boardwalk Villas for our wedding, we, and especially my husband, uh, have a fondness for that particular DVC property. So when the discussion of joining DVC came up, we talked briefly about buying into the Boardwalk from the Timeshare store, but because the Boardwalk's only good till 2042, and while Kingdom Villas is good till 2057, there's a 15-year difference to consider. So my question is this, and I promise I won't hold you to it. Since Disney's recently offered the ability to add on a 15-year contract extension to Old Key West, do you think there's any chance for a contract extension at my husband's beloved boardwalk, or do we just bite the bullet and lock into Animal Kingdom now? I'll take any advice or opinions that you have. Thanks so much. Hi, Anthony.
5: First of all, Stacy, congratulations on calling us in. I know that you've been fretting about this on the boards. You're going to sound like a dork or something. And you sounded great. You sounded great. We have dorks here to compare you to, so you're terrific.
0: <laughs> I know dorks. So you're no dork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um,
5: again, you know, it's all speculation on Disney's part. Disney Vacation Club is so popular and so, uh, so, um, such a big money maker for them that who knows what they're going to do. I would speculate that when each of these resorts come to the end of their or close to the end of their term, they're going to try to figure out a way to get more money out of people. Um, they're not going to bulldoze these resorts, or they're not going to sell them to somebody else. So they're going to try to find a way to make sure that they can extend th- the contract for these resorts. So I would say you should stay at your beloved Boardwalk, and
0: We're just hang out till twenty forty two and wait for the fire sale. Right. <laughs> I
2: think you're also going to see that how based on how popular this first offering was, right? That you'll see this again, right? It's like
0: anything future. else Disney does. If it works, run it into the ground. <laughs>
2: But if this is the resort that your
5: husband loves and this is the resort that you want to have that longer window to book with, you know, make sure you take
2: the resort that you like. And thank you for saying hello to Anthony. We'll leave
3: that up to you this week.
0: <laughs> well, cool. Thank you very much. Who has a, an email they'd
3: like to read? I have one. Uh, Pete, uh, one from Anne from Edinburgh, Scotland in the UK. And she says she loves the podcast. Isn't it Edinburgh? Isn't no, that how it's pronounced? Edinburgh. Is it?
1: B-U-R-G-H.
0: I, think, I always thought it was pronounced Edinburgh, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Bob.
3: Yeah. It's hard to get Edinburgh out of this one. But anyway, <laughs> uh, she loves the podcast, and she has a question. Her, her son is 12, and he loves drawing and would like to learn to draw some Disney characters while he's in Di- Walt Disney World this summer. Is there any place like this available anywhere on site? If it is, I... I would love to surprise him as I know that it would be the highlight of his vacation. And I thought about this for a while, and uh, there really isn't a place that you can... Well, didn't there used to be a place in Disney Quest? Disney Quest Quest used to have a
0: a, – I don't know if it's still there or not. It's the Animation Academy.
5: I haven't been in Disney Quest in a long time. They used to do that. Also, I've seen it at Downtown Disney outside of Disney Quest. It's not anything that's scheduled,
3: but they have um, – They set up tables and stuff. They set up tables and do that. Didn't
2: they also used to do that as part of the backstage tour? Or if you went and did the tour at the studios, you could watch them and they could –
3: there was a place where everybody could sit down and sketch? Well, I'm recommending that they go to the the Magic of Disney Animation – at uh, Hollywood Studios. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the and uh, over there, you drop in on uh, Mushi and a, a Disney animator. And- Mushu. <laughs>
0: Mushi.
2: I don't know what that means. Mushu. Isn't that a TV show? Mushu, Mushu,
3: from, uh, oh, Mushu. from Mulan. From Mulan. Speaking brother. <laughs> Mushi's <laughs> brother, Mushu. Mushi. Uh, that area there is a really nice area to. take him to and uh, there's several hands-on displays to work with and uh, learn there's a place where you can learn how to draw a character and then in the gift shop they have these uh, how-to books that go through and spell out how to draw characters I happen to have one that uh, tells you how to draw Chip and Dale and you can get pretty much all the characters there. And that might be something fun for him it's a to, good idea. Uh, to do.
2: Aren't they usually grouped around a certain film? Like, didn't they have ones where, like, you could learn how to draw little mermaid characters?
3: Yeah, there's all different characters. I mean, they the book is, like, I'd have to guess, like, 18 inches tall and maybe 12 inches wide. So it's a it's a big hands-on book that you can almost put a piece of tracing paper over and kind of learn how to get the drawing and, and figure out how they do it. So, uh, and that book, I believe, those books are also available down at the Art of Disney store, near the Rainforest Cafe, and uh, the World of Disney store also, I believe, has them also.
2: The Art of Disney and Epcot has them too. Yeah,
3: so um, that's that's the best I could come up with for finding it. I mean, Disney Institute used to have a program we. That we did, and it was a classroom thing that was like for four hours, and they taught you how to draw and everything.
0: Right, and like I said, over at uh, Disney Quest, I'm pretty sure it's still there. They had the, I think it's called the Animation Academy, where you'd sit down and you sit down at animator's tables, and um, an animator kind of steps you through drawing a Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. Probably lasts for about you know 20 minutes or so. It's not an intensive, uh, an intensive training at all, but um, it's a way to experience it.
2: Also at the Art of Disney, at Downtown Disney, they have the section where the the animator comes out and will draw pictures for you. So if your son wanted to watch him while he was working, they draw the picture, and you get the picture in the watch or something like that. So,
3: Also, you might want to have, him have a caricature done of him that he can actually watch the guy drawing his picture. Yeah at downtown disney they have them and most of the hotels have those available too and we had that done with brian and aaron and uh matt and those are something that they've always cherished Oh, cool
0: good information there bob thank you very much who has another one they'd like to read
3: i do
2: kevin mine is from put on my glasses first mine is from adam belva in woodbridge virginia and I liked Adam's email. Adam says he loves the show, and he's going to be in Disney World in March at the same time that his girlfriend, who's coming with the high school marching band, is going to be in Walt Disney World. Uh-oh. And he says, Chaperone. how convenient. My question is... Is there any restaurant in the parks that's nice but is affordable? I am working on a minimum wage budget, but I still want to have a nice night. Keep up the great work. Well, John and I sat and we kind of came up with some ideas one night. And our idea for the Magic Kingdom was the plaza.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Good, good suggestion.
2: We thought the plaza was probably a really nice place to go in and sit down. Now it's going to be sandwiches and soups and things like that. However, Adam, before I go any further, I think I should tell you that you should let the person know who's doing the seating... How ex- how special this trip is, that you and your girlfriend are here for different reasons, and let them know that this is kind of a special occasion. I can't promise that anything's going to happen, but you never know. Disney has some magic up its sleeve. In Epcot, there's a couple of different places. We thought about the fish and chips stand in England, if you were going to be in Epcot. There's a fast food place in Morocco called the Tangerine Cafe, which is kind of exotic. Morocco has a very exotic feel to it. Uh... In Germany, there is a fast food place. You don't have to go in and sit down at the buffet. So we thought these would be a little bit less expensive. The other idea that we came up with is that we really love France in Epcot. And that if you're there during the day, lunch is much less expensive. I was just going to say, you
0: know what? Instead of planning a dinner with her, try planning a lunch at a restaurant that you would like. Because it's going to be less expensive for lunch. You'll still get the experience. But you're not going to spend $50 a person on on dinner.
2: We thought France was the perfect idea because you can go in and have soup and um, you could split an entree if you each wanted to order a salad and a soup. And we were trying to keep your budget in mind. Something else that we thought was really kind of nice was if you were looking for something even less expensive than an actual meal, go to the bakery in the back of France. Get a couple of croissants and a couple of cups of cocoa or coffee. And there are little tables back there that are really nice. Mm -hmm. And that would be a great place to have a date. I think she would be impressed with your planning if you knew exactly where to go. Absolutely. (laughs) In MGM... We didn't think this was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> You'd
5: sit at the drive-in, one behind the other. Yeah. That's romantic. Just,
2: we didn't think... Don't don't bother with MGM as far as taking your girlfriend. Yeah, right. The
5: best restaurant there is the Brown Derby,
2: and that's very pricey. Even and, at lunch, that gets to be pricey. Yeah. There's a Mama pl- Melrose over there? No. Yeah. Yeah. We thought there's a little place called Starring Rolls yeah. where you could get a little sandwichy kind of thing. No, it sounds thing. like
0: he wants something more than fast food, though. It yeah. sounds well, like he wants to have a nice. A we nice were trying meal. to
2: give him an option, right? In each place, um, and in Animal Kingdom, I would recommend lunch at the Tusker House. It's a buffet, but it again, it would be. I don't know that that would be a romantic place that I would want to take my significant other. I think if you're going to try and pull this off, our best bet was the Plaza, or lunch. In Epcot at France. We thought those were our best. I mean, best Epcot has a lot then. of
1: little seated areas, you know, like the ones behind Mexico, and then in France over where they have the painters and mm-hmm. the umbrella writers. I love all those little seating areas.
2: Right. So you could get something if you wanted to, you know, get something from a uh, counter service, which would be less expensive than a sit down restaurant, and make your own sort of al fresco picnic kind of thing in right. you know, one of the nice oh, hey, That's areas. a good
0: idea.
5: What I liked about the Plaza Restaurant idea is, first of all, it's...
0: that's an excellent idea, actually, getting a few different things from counter-service places and making your own little picnic.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I liked about the Plaza Restaurant idea was that it's a romantic spot. It's that old Disney feel. But then you can also get that big ice cream that they have and sort of share that at the end, that big sundae that they serve. Do that whole
2: lady in the tram thing. Yeah.
1: What about the, the Spoodles to-go window on the boardwalk?
2: All great ideas. You we know? tried to, he actually says in the parks. Oh. So we were trying to stick within the parameters, but this is really one of those things that, depending on how you want to set this up, mm-hmm. this would work anywhere. And I think if it looks like you put some thought into it, she's going to be really impressed with the fact that you even thought about it. Plus, if you're wearing your Diz Unplugged t shirt, she thinks you're going to be too cool for school anyway.
7: Yeah, and if you take the monorail, sit in the front too on the way to the park.
2: Yeah, use some of these things that we tell you about and just blow our socks off. Get
5: one of those buttons that said, this is the first time I'm meeting my girlfriend who's here for a cheerleading competition and I'm here with my parents. (laughs) Trip. (laughs) (laughs) They
2: don't have those buttons. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Adam.
0: All right. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Kevin. Who else has an email I'd like to read?
7: I have one from Andra Rusko from Marietta, Georgia. Greetings, podcast folks. I wanted to speak briefly about Walt Disney, One Man's Dream, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is perhaps the most important attraction in all the world. It is distressing to see each time that I visit, One One Man's Dream is virtually empty. Disney has expanded so much and has come such a long way since Walt Disney passed away. But if it wasn't for this br- brilliant individual, there would be none of the magic that we've all grown to love. What are your thoughts on this attraction? I absolutely think everyone should go to this attraction this is you know besides the video at the end which is amazing tells you the entire history okay uh, be honest uh, did you tear up no it's it gets to you for sure for sure and also you know in the whole uh the walking tour there's like a a replica Corey doesn't tear up i was about
1: to say he's not a big crier he's
7: not a crier
2: (laughs) i bet he did Mm. i bet i could make him tear up
7: oh yeah (laughs) go ahead (laughs) and (laughs) try No, but I think um, I think everyone should go see this. I know Will, who just started working for us, he's he's new to the whole Walt Disney World thing. I told him the first thing you need to go see is One Man's Dream. Yeah, from yep. start to finish, just to get a, a an idea of what this whole thing is all about. And that's like the the guest traditions, really. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I had def- that's true. It's a good Some way to research
3: on this email too, uh, Corey. And there's over 400 artifacts that are in that in the exhibit, uh, including his. I don't know how they got this. The second grade, his second grade desk.
1: I have a school desk that looks just like it's that. It's
3: exactly like that. the Walt WD. am trying to figure out how they got, how do they know it's his? But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. And they also have that multi-plane camera that they, yep. uh, when they did the 3, 3D uh, for the animation, and they actually shot the, the old mill on, on that camera. So there's a lot of great things. This used to be there used to be something very similar to this in the Magic Kingdom. It was
2: called the Walt Disney Story, and yeah. it had kind of had, a, had kind of the same feel to it. And since that's closed, this is open. And I think part of the problem is that I think a lot of people still do go to see it, but it's not the kind of thing that once you've seen it, I don't know that it's unless you're a real Disney fan. It's not like a pilgrimage kind of thing. Once you've seen it, it's.
5: I think the problem is you get to that place and people who don't know anything about it say what is this and the cast members say well this is a walk through and they tell you about Walt and his life and people go oh that sounds boring and move on it's not a ride it's not a you know so they really need to build some excitement for it Yeah,
3: I mean they have that Epcot picture of him and the master plan that he he went on TV to announce is in there and his office without a computer yeah that looks funny (laughs) the the recreation of his office that's really kind of cool I also wanted to just mention off of of that uh, on the website our website we have under the uh, Hollywood Studios we have a scavenger hunt that is set up specifically for that attraction and uh, so you can take that scavenger hunt in and and try to answer the questions as you go around. It mm, does make it more fun. So.
7: It's also a great place in the, in the hot sun to kind of get out of the, the heat.
2: It's also it's cool an out-of-the-way of kind of a spot in the park. Yeah. It, it's really more of a walkway to something else. Once they open up that Midway Mania thing, yeah. it'll be bit more traffic back there.
5: That had Back when they had that Narnia attraction, I love that. And I was, I was surprised that that was empty.
2: Yeah,
0: sort of. Recreate. Yeah, that area is kind of rough to yeah. get people into.
2: And now without millionaire back there, I mean, there's, it's just, to, it, there's No nothing, reason to be back right, there. Right, there. There's not even a reason to stop. And, and it's I think just those that, little,
1: those weird Disney characters in their trailers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, that area. I'm is sorry, kind of, if
1: have children. I think they're weird. The poor
3: <laughs> <That> Disney <laughs> characters. That, that whole area in
7: front. They of them.
1: hide those. They can't
0: live in Toontown. <laughs> they have to live in a trailer with <laughs> <at> MGM.
7: <laughs> no castles
1: for them.
0: Like
7: little FEMA trailers out there. Little <laughs> <laughs>
2: FEMA. Trails.
1: These
5: are
2: these were originally
5: from uh, New Orleans. <laughs> Kim Possible waiting for a check to
2: show up. <laughs> Sorry, they are weird. I understand. It's like if you don't have kids, they're characters that you just don't
1: have any. You don't understand. Right.
0: <laughs> well, I have um, I have an email here from uh, Margot Clark in Havertown, Pennsylvania, who uh, is responding to uh, something we talked about last week. We were just listening to an email show and heard Pete's rant, slash opinion, about Disney Express and mirrors. I could not have agreed with him more. When we went to Walt Disney World in January and used the Disney Express, it took us four hours from arrival to our room at the Wilderness Lodge. Mind you, this was late January. I cannot imagine June. When we left to go home, we had to be ready three and a half hours before our flight. Then, because we did not fly one of the Disney-affiliated airlines, we used U.S. Air, the bus dropped us off at the opposite end of the airport from uh, where we had to check in. Yeah. We had to dra- drag eight bags of luggage and two little kids. I told myself never again. When we went in December to Walt Disney World, we used another transportation company. What a difference. The convenience and the t- uh, time savings was more than offset the expense. We had a grocery stop for bottled drinks and snacks, plus made it to Saratoga Springs in less than half the time. Plus, our driver was very helpful with some tips for the Disney and Orlando areas. While we spent $125 fee and tip round trip, we think we offset that price a little by bringing our own drinks and snacks to the parks, which saved us some more money. You hit the nail on the head, Pete. Well, thank you very much, uh, Margo. Um, you just made my case for me. I've been saying this for a long time. Um, you know, Magical Express is okay if you are if you're all right with the fact that it could, in fact, take you four to five hours to get from the airport to your hotel. Um, it all depends on the number of stops they have to make uh, how long it takes the bus to fill up um time is money and
2: when you're right. on
7: vacation I mean uh, you, you want to get there yeah do you remember
2: the last time we mentioned this though and they came out of the woodwork to tell us how wrong we were that well, magical it's, express it's, was the best thing uh, since
7: our parent you
0: know well I mean yeah i'm'm I'm, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from anybody who chooses to use magical I'm express I sure have great experiences. I'm just that's saying based is. on my experience based on, on on my on my knowledge of things um it's, for some people, it's just not a good deal.
1: Not so magical?
0: It really isn't.
5: Magical really Express is. works great if it works. Everybody who's had a good experience with Magical Express loves it. The first time you have a bad experience, it just completely covers The first your
0: time your, uh, your your bags don't show up at your room until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, that's when, that's when it's a problem. All right, well, thank you for that, Margo. I do appreciate uh, the email. All right, our next voicemail is from Kim in Colorado. Who his husband is not a Disney fan, and she is trying to convince him to go on a Disney
6: cruise. So here's Kim. Hey, guys. This is Kim from California. I'm a little bit behind. I listened to uh, last week's show probably this weekend, uh, so you may have answered some of these questions already. But my problem is that my daughter and I love Disney, and my husband is somewhat reluctant to uh, entertain the thought of doing something Disney-related on a vacation again. We were um, at Disney World in this last November and then also in May of 2006, and he's pretty much theme-parked out. I'm trying to convince him that a cruise would be just the thing that he needs to do, and I'm oh so excited. I would love to go on your cruise. However... <laughs> His um, experience with cruises usually end up in worn-torn countries, and it's never ended up well for him. Uh, He thinks he'd be bored, and I would like someone to tell us what he could possibly do in the destinations. Uh, He doesn't seem to believe me when I tell him that cruises go places and you get off the ship and you don't stay on the ship unless that's what you want to do. He's very athletic and outdoors-inclined and... um, I'd even be willing to let him go and hike something tall by himself just to get out there and exercise. But I'm wondering what kind of family-oriented type things, uh, expeditions there are on each of the port stops. My goal is ultimately to get him to go on that lovely Mediterranean cruise that Julie and Corey went on uh, last July, I guess it was. And um, he's not interested in that either, even though I'm looking... Showing him, look at all the things you can do. Anyway, any help you guys can give me would be great. Um, I appreciate an answer, and maybe I can convince him that he, in fact, would like to go. Anyway, thanks so much.
0: Well, Kim, I to a certain degree, I can relate. Uh, Walter, my partner, is, uh, is not a Disney fan. Um, he has a, a threshold, a tolerance for Disney. It's fairly low in terms of, you know, like characters and stuff like that. Disney Cruise Line I have no trouble at all getting him on that ship none and Walter let me just tell you Walter is very much a guy you know he fixes stuff and he works on his car and he <laughs> changes oil and he
3: fixes stuff Well, you know he's a guy
0: he's a guy and right. and so you know keeping him keeping him uh, you know, he's hard to please he's not he's not, he's kind of discerning about how he spends his time if he doesn't like something he's like me if he doesn't like something he doesn't like it and he can actually like dig his heels in and get belligerent about it. And it almost sounds like that's what your husband's doing is that he's got his mind made up. He doesn't like this. He's not going to like it. He's dug his heels in and what a shame because mm-hmm. he has no idea what he's missing.
2: The Disney cruise ship doesn't go to any war torn countries either.
0: Well, <laughs> it, the closest it gets is, is the Bahamas. And you've heard me talk about the Bahamas. I got taken out for a walk by a few of our listeners when I talked about the Bahamas in a, a less than positive light, but that's my opinion on it. Um, and for me, you know, if I'm going to get off the ship in the Bahamas, I'm just going to go over to Paradise Island. It's a 10-minute yeah. taxi drive. I go to Paradise Island. There's a great casino over there. Belly up to a blackjack table. I'm good for six hours. Leave me alone. She asks about is there
2: anything athletic and things for mm-hmm. to, and to, do, to do in the port? say,
0: now there I can't help you.
2: Well, uh, we can't actually go into the list of them. These are all available on the Dreams Unlimited Travel website. However, there is something that would be considered athletic to do in each port. Um, If you're looking about hiking and things like that, if you go on one of the seven-night cruises that stops in Cozumel, John and I did the Tulum Ruins tour, which is a fairly... Strenuous. Yeah, that's the word. Strenuous hike through the woods, jungle. But, you know, in that there's kayaking and there's parasailing and there's wave runners and... These are all things enough of us do, but <laughs> really? I've heard Corey, they're I've Corey heard they're loves fun. Wave runners, yeah. So I well, mean, there's something to do in each and every right, port, right?
0: You know, and as we as we just mentioned in a a, a previous uh, voicemail we played about uh, a woman with older parents wondering if they were going to be bored. There really is just so much to do on the ship. Uh, if your husband's athletic, I know that they do uh, they do a jog around deck five. I think it is every morning. It's a couple yep. miles. They go around. It's a whole organized thing they do. They have the health club. Um, they've got the- a really yeah. They've got a really cool health club. It's located right above the bridge in the front of the ship, and your view while you're on the treadmill is of the ocean, and it's really really cool. Yeah. And they just expanded yeah. actually uh, the last dry dock they brought the ship into. They expanded the size of the gym.
1: Right. He could always go to diversions and watch him some sports.
0: And if you're looking at uh, <laughs> right exactly, there's a sports bar.
3: There's also basketball courts up there if you wanted to play. And then you've also got
0: uh, now in terms of where these place, where the where the ship goes. Uh, the three and four days cruises just go to Nassau and the Bahamas and a Castaway Key. The only difference between the two is you've got uh, well, the four day you have a day at sea you don't have a day at sea on the three day. Now the seven days you have some options you have the east or west western iti- uh, western Caribbean itineraries, eastern Caribbean itineraries are going to Saint Martin, uh, Saint Thomas and Castaway Key. Castaway Key being Disney's private island and the west coast uh, uh, itinerary is going to key west, cozumel and grand, grand cayman, cayman. Um, of the two of 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 both itineraries nothing is war torn um saint martin can be little sections of it can be a little seedy um and, and uh, cozumel cozumel wasn't exactly my uh, my most favorite place on earth but uh these pla- I, none of these places are what i would consider to be like you know War torn, so to speak.
2: And in 2009, they're adding Tortola and St. Croix. Right. So there's new places.
0: But I hear that St. Croix is like virtually nothing to do except lay on the beach in St. Croix.
2: I'm sure
5: they'll figure out some sort of excursion to see the island and they'll do, you know, swim with the
2: fishes. Swim, <laughs> swim with the fishes.
0: Luca Brasi swims with the fishes.
2: Swim with the St. Croatians.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I really, uh, honestly, Kim, you know, it's. Maybe what you need to do is say, "All right, fine. You know what? Your daughter and I—we're going on a cruise. Stay home." I would. Stay home. Bring
1: your mom. Bring your sister. Somebody. Yeah.
0: Bring your boyfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or a good girlfriend and her daughter. You know. Make it a girls' trip.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I hope that uh, hope that gives you something there to, to chew on, Kim. But uh, it's tough.
7: He, it's tough when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't really like Disney.
0: It is well, and like I said, you know, w- Walter's tolerance for that stuff is really. I think I mentioned last week or the week before when we first uh, got this house, um, he told me we have to really scale back on the amount of Disney stuff that's on the walls. Um, Just not a Disney fan. Never was, never will be. It's not that he dislikes it. It's just it's not his thing. So he doesn't want to be surrounded So, I mean, there's a certain amount that he tolerates because of what I do for a living and we have to go do things and I bring him with me. But for the most part, the Disney Cruise Line is the one thing I never really have to talk him into.
7: Mm Mm-hmm. And good luck on the Mediterranean cruise, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, those guys had a good time on that. Yeah. So, all right. Who has a... Uh, John? Hi, one
5: From Jeff Fisher in Sterling Heights, Michigan.
1: What's MI? MI yep. Michigan.
5: Jeez. Talk about that.
1: Corey always has to ask me, too.
5: <laughs> American education playing <laughs> on, right? First, let me tell you how much I love the podcast, and thank you for the hard work you all put into it. I am six foot two and very large. I know that I would be too big to be able to get on any of the rides in the parks. Could you please talk about the attractions and activities that there are for larger people? Thanks, Jeff. Jeff, I too am six foot two and very large. Um, I can tell you from experience, there's very few things that you won't be able to do at Disney. You will be able to get on every single ride and every single attraction. The question then becomes comfort level. There are certain. Rides that have certain seating and certain mechanisms that hold you in place that are just not comfortable if you're a bigger person, like Expedition Everest. Um, we've we understand oh, now that Expedition Everest they fixed. Oh yeah, because when we did the preview for it, the bar locked in only one location and only one place. Oh. But they've adjusted that now. We'll see if we can. I'll try to ride it again. I know Kevin won't.
2: Oh, forget it. <laughs> um, I find I'm six foot five. And I find Space Mountain uncomfortable, not because the seat doesn't fit or because I don't fit in the ride vehicle.
0: It's just so tall. I
2: find Are you afraid you're right hit? you whiz through the dark, but it's not dark enough that I can't see those cross beams. Over yeah, my head. exactly. So I ride the entire ride trying to tuck my head between my knees so I'm not decapitated. <laughs> as... You're
3: trying to be six two,
2: right? I've never come close to hitting my head. However, it's Although you can see them, you can't see them clearly. So I can't tell that I'm not going to hit my head. So I've never ridden Space Mountain where I'm actually looking around. I'm actually ducking. So (laughs) I've walked
5: into Mission Space and saw what the space looked like and turned around and walked out. I knew I wasn't going to be comfortable. That's a
2: claustrophobia thing, not a space issue. But, I mean, as a bigger person,
5: you're going to be even more tight in that that space. Uh, We talked about... um, Splash Mountain because you sit side by side. Kevin and I can't sit by side in Splash Mountain,
2: so that's a consideration as However, well. However, we're both big guys and we fit in one of the Doom Buggies at the Haunted Mansion. Right.
5: So it's really I don't think you have to worry about anything. I can't go on. It's really all about comfort level and and you know take a chance and see if you like it and if you don't like it don't do it again. I'll tell you one of the odd things that one of the place one of the rides that I find comfortable, which is very strange, is Rock and Roller Coaster. They have big seats, and that harness that comes over your head is actually a comfortable fit. So really? It's a, very weird. I don't
2: understand it. But the waiting area at Rock and Roller Coaster is also very comfortable.
1: See, I <laughs> feel like Rock and Roller Coaster, I mean, I don't like to ride it because it, it jerks me around, my head hits the sides. I, I don't like it at all.
0: See, I don't
2: mind. I'm moving around the whole
1: time. I'm not held in good enough. That's
0: like, with your back. I'm surprised yeah. you'll even think well, about doing what he something said. like that.
2: That's exactly yeah. what he's saying. Apparently, it isn't tight enough right. for you. Right now,
5: one of the other things we find as a big person is any ride where there's a seat belt, like um, Dinosaur, Animal Kingdom. I literally have to stand up, pull the entire seat belt out, and then sit down because then you can't get to the latch back there. So things like that, you know, you just have to take into consideration.
2: But go have fun. But there's nothing, there's virtually nothing at the Magic, or at any of the parks, that's going. you're going to be excluded from.
1: True. Cool.
0: Well, thank you for that email, John. Who else?
2: I have one more. Yeah. Mine is from Roger.
0: Hang on just a second.
2: Mine is from Roger and Donna Sauer in Salem, Oregon. Uh, Roger came to our podcast meet and told us that he was going to visit all of the Disney parks. He's actually sent us uh, pictures from some of them. Roger says, hi, Pete and podcast gang. As mentioned by Pete before the new year, when he read our email about being at the podcast meet, we are now in Tokyo Disney Resort, the last Disney parks we have to visit. I am typing on a Japanese computer, so every so often I get these symbols, so I will try my best to avoid them. First of all, it's very cold here. There's a high of 47, and when I had my wife take my picture in my Diz Unplugged T-shirt in front of the park sign, it was 35 degrees. Sunday's a big park day, and the initial crowds were huge, but once they were in the park, things eased up a bit. A few observations and comparisons. The covered Main Street area is nicely planned and even allows for easier access in areas left and right of the castle. This is a very child-oriented park. A lot of the festivities and merchandise look overly cute to adults from the U.S. Merchandise is a lot like the Disney store after it was sold. And forget about pin trading. Signs declare that the park does not participate. Space Mountain is better. Interior and ride effects beat out Disneyland and Walt Disney World, but not Paris. Pirates in the Jungle Cruise are about the same as in the US, but we had the fastest talking cruise pilot on the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Big Thunder and Haunted Mansion were closed, but there was as there are lots of refurbishments going on in the park. The setup for excuse me, the setup for Star Tours is much more dramatic as there is a hangar-type building where one can see the vehicles from the outside. Food is basically Japanese or Chinese with huge lines for the curry popcorn. The new, the new Tokyo Disney Resort Hotel is huge, more of a Las Vegas Paris hotel rather than the new Grand Flor- than a new Grand Floridian. Buses are very retro with classy drivers to each resort. We're staying at the Sheridan Grand Tokyo Bay. The monorail is slower than at Walt Disney World, but also rather retro looking uh, with train, like train, excuse me, with cars like at, at Disneyland. Hong Kong. Um. Excuse me, I apologize. The monorail is slower than at Walt Disney World, but also rather retro-looking. The trains are like Disneyland Hong Kong. Prices are steep for food and merchandise, but park prices are about $50 per person per day. Tomorrow we're going to Tokyo Seas. I will try and upload some photos when I get back. Roger, we're really looking to see you great. your pictures. Yeah, Thank ho- you for your report. I love and- to
0: hear all the differences. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm ho- I-, I hope you guys are having a great time. Sounds like you are.
1: I wanted to mention, just because you're talking about Tokyo Disney, um, just very random, but I was watching Ellen, and she gave away one of the Disney Year of a Million Dreams dreams on her show to a family of three, and they get to tour. It's a 15-day trip. They get to go to every Disney park oh my. in the world. Wow.
2: When they announced the Year of a Million Dreams, that was the one I wanted. Is she, is she Ellen's ABC?
1: No, she's on NBC.
0: She's giving away Disney stuff.
1: I don't know how she was allowed to do this, but Disney must have contacted her or it was something. Her birthday. I don't know. It was her birthday, but she gave this family of three wow. a trip, fifteen-day trip to all five Disney parks. Oh my! I was like, I want that.
0: <laughs> People like Ellen,
1: but you know, I just thought it was really cool. So,
0: very cool, very cool, Bob. You have one?
3: Yeah, Pete. I have one from Jill uh, from Fort Collins, Colorado, and uh, first of all, Jill, how's Merrick? Uh he
1: He was born last year, I believe.
3: Yes. And, and we saw a picture of him wearing a diz bib, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So uh, she has a question uh when she was here last summer, uh with her in-laws, her mother-in-law acted as if the parks were not so fun. She hated the walking the lines, the crowds, and ended up calling Walt Disney World Wally World because Everest was down again, <laughs> I guess. So that went over really well.
0: Wally World Wall being a reference to uh, National Lampoon's vacation.
3: Uh, vacation.
1: Holiday Rose. Sorry.
3: Oh, you folks. <laughs> <laughs> So needless to say, I I would like to have – Offered her some other suggestions outside the box that she could have done uh, or found interesting uh, things to do. I am being very nice in my words because Disney Husband has started listening to you guys. Dear Husband, D.H. Dear Husband? Yeah. It's not Disney Husband? No. Fill in your body, Dear whatever. Anyway, so, so if you read this email on the show, I have a message for your husband, Jill. Honey, I love your mom. I just hated doing Disney with her. <laughs> <laughs> that was a message from Jill to her husband. Anyways, is there a sampling, a sample two-day touring schedule that you guys would recommend to do at Walt Disney World that doesn't include the parks? If, if it does include the parks, anything that avoids crowds and a fast pace and scheduled walking like a, a tour she could do at her own pace. I so. suggest the Muddy Buddy. <laughs> yeah, that may be, there may be that something. That could be Bob's uh, Muddy Buddy. Her <laughs> and for those that don't know what Muddy Buddy is, you need to go listen it's to It's disgusting. The, you don't want to know. You, you need to go listen to the... Uh, the main show. The main show.
2: We should hook her up
3: with the husband from one of the other emails. Yeah, they Who don't seem like to cruise. like anything. Who
2: doesn't like to do anything else either. We'll doesn't let like them, do, them tour
3: around. So... I've thought a while about this, and some of the things I came up with were... Uh, By thinking Bob means napped.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he dreamed
1: these up.
3: <laughs> he dreamed these up, yeah. Uh, some of the things I thought about were like the backstage tour, which is the seven-hour tour that takes all day. You know, well, I don't think you <laughs> would like that. Seven hour well, actually, tour. it's, not a, it's, not, it's <laughs> not a lot of walking. It's not a lot of walking. They take you on a bus to the different areas, and you get off, and you go see the different things and it really isn't as much walking as you'd think uh animal kingdom backstage safari is a three-hour thing behind the seeds tour in the land pavilion is one of my hot items it's 14 dollars for an adult and it's about an hour tour in the land pavilion and it takes you through all the plants and the all the whole different areas. And I really That just sounds so boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> it really is Behind the Seeds. <laughs> it's, actually I, it's actually interesting. No, behind it. the scenes it's a very good tour. It's
2: a very good tour. And Except it, for the bug part at the beginning.
3: Yeah. But like it it's fourteen dollars. And that- you don't have to sign up ahead. You can go in that day and 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 sign up for it and just do it if you know and I found it interesting we took Brian on it when when he was back in high school and he learned a lot about the hydroponics and he, he, he learned he learned it. he learned it he just learned funny it. he learned he learned anyway uh there there's also a keys to the kingdom which is four and a half hour, which includes lunch. That's about sixty dollars. And you and get then, a lot
7: of you get a lot of uh, pause breaks, a lot of sit down breaks during that tour. There's yeah. a, yeah. a lot of walking though, but that's a lot of walking. I feel like we sat down. Breaks.
5: down a lot. Yeah, I'm like,
7: why are we sitting down again?
2: Yeah, we kept well, moving down. Maybe they changed
3: it since we. Were there.
7: So well, the
5: other thing too, Jill is what what is she interested in? You know, I mean, if she's not a Disney fan, it's mm-hmm. tough to sort of say, okay, now we're going to let you see behind the
2: scenes of Disney. Oh, right. She might think, oh, who cares? I don't. Maybe she'd like from. to drink around the monorail.
7: You no, know, go uh, ch- checking out some of the deluxe resorts. Yeah. that's always fun.
3: Get her a spa appointment.
0: Yes, yeah, spa
7: appointment. Do a spa
3: appointment, yeah, a spa appointment or her to shopping in downtown Disney. Right. I was what is she interested in? <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: yeah. Do those things that that she might find interesting. Maybe she she doesn't like the Disney World experience, but maybe she likes the Disney shows. Just take her to the shows. Just go to the sit-down attractions. Rent her a scooter.
3: Uh, that's the last one I had. Was have her do the Segway tour. That'll keep her busy. <laughs>
2: I, I mean, I can understand if she doesn't like the touring and the walking and the standing in line. I mean, you know, I don't know the age of this person, but maybe a scooter would be the thing to do. And I, a lot of people, I like to go to the parks and just sort of watch people. So maybe if she's not interested in all the other things, she could enjoy going with you if she wasn't. And I, I say this nicely. If she didn't forced. feel like she was
1: like on a military schedule. right? right. If, if she, she
2: wasn't to... forced to do the things she wasn't interested in. Mm-hmm. so There's a lot of great stuff
5: around disney that if that's what you're interested in would would keep her attention there's gatorland
1: send her over to celebration and let her her walk around send her
2: to universal that'll get her out of your hair (laughs) 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 well you have a
0: number of suggestions there of things to do with your mother-in-law in in disney world (laughs) or
2: leave the wench home
0: (laughs) put her in a locker exactly (laughs) lockers are good for kids they're also good for parents um, all right. Our final our final, uh, our final uh, email uh, of this show comes to us from Mark and Tammy Lynn in Richmond, Virginia. And Mark writes, As this is my first email to you guys, I want to start off by saying that I am an avid listener and have been for the last few months. I don't post on the boards yet, but I read them quite often. Uh, I introduced my wife to the podcast rather suddenly. We were on the road between Richmond, Virginia and Charleston, West Virginia. When I just sprang it on her without explanation I believe Pete was in the middle Of his description of an experience At the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique Great timing To make a long story short My wife thought it was the most ridiculous collection Of eccentrics she had ever heard
2: She's absolutely right <laughs>
0: 100% Of course now she is hooked And knows each member of the panel by name And doesn't miss a podcast if she can help it Kudos for winning her over Not an easy thing to do we look forward to each new podcast. So
1: she's like the mother-in-law and the husband we were talking about earlier.
0: But we won her over.
1: Yeah, exactly. We want her over. So,
0: <laughs> now she he thinks does. Eccentric. He does have a question, though. He does ask if uh, uh, that they does sa- say that they are interested in doing the podcast cruise, and that I have reiterated that it does have to be booked through Dreams Unlimited Travel, which is completely understandable. We were just wondering if, as DVC members, can you work with them to book using points? Or can it only be booked as a separate vacation? Thanks for the information and keep up the great work. Uh, Dreams Unlimited can't uh book anything with D V C points. And you know, the reason that I'm making it specific to Dreams Unlimited travel is because Dreams is paying for all these parties. We have to offset the cost of that stuff. So by just allowing anybody to join, I can't do that. It really does have to be booked separately, um through uh through Dreams Unlimited in order to uh in order to participate, I really hate having to exclude anybody, but uh, just given the given the, the dynamics of doing this, I have no choice.
5: There was a thread about this on the podcast board. Someone actually was very upset and said oh, it's not fair, it's not right. Um, I actually went through a very detailed step by step. If you were to rent your DVC points needed for this cruise, I called Disney Cruise, I called Disney Vacation Club, found out how many points it would be. And figured out that at a very low selling rate, at $10 per point, rental rate, $10 per point, you actually made money by booking through us. And I'm talking about like $1,000
0: for two people. So what you're saying is that instead of using those points to go on the cruise, pay for the cruise, take those same points you would have used, rent them out on our rent trade board. Exactly. Which gets about $10 a night. And in doing that, you pay for your cruise and... End up, end up with a thousand dollars. Came top back of it? with
5: cash on top of it. it I figured it out for a couple. Okay, that's a no-brainer. I figured it out for a couple different categories, and I believe it was for
2: category. Help me out. Ten. I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I there was there was a lot of detail. You went into a, if you can find it on our boards. Maybe we'll try to do a spot. We'll find
0: it, and we'll put a link put to it in the show notes
2: it. for category ten for two people. the Person
5: actually made a little less than a thousand dollars. Plus, had the cruise paid for. Plus, in addition, if you book through us, you get the shipboard credit. Right. So you're getting the shipboard credit on top of the money you'd make. And
0: I want everybody to understand, too, that this is not just a cruise. We are going to be throwing some pretty cool parties. I mean, I'm really really working on some outrageous ideas for in-room gifts, for everybody who joins us, for the kind of parties we're going to have, where we're going to have them, what we're going to do. Even though it's 16 months out, we've already started We have to. We have to. The size of the things I want to do, the scope of the things I want to do on this cruise, we have to start planning them now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts.
2: Just to take a step back, let's say the cruise you need, for you and your wife on a four-day cruise, you need 200 points to book. At $10 a point, you're looking at $2,000. That's easily enough to pay for your cruise and have some money left over depending on what category you book. So that's just an easy... Without going into the specifics
0: of it. Without going into too much detail, yeah. So, I mean, there are options for DVC members. I know, you know, look, if I could, you guys, I think if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, um, I will pretty much bend over backwards for you guys. Um, I've tried to. If I could here, I would. But this is a really expensive cruise. And as I've said before, I'm not looking to make any money off doing this cruise. Uh, really and truly. For me, it's a chance to do some great PR for the show get a chance to spend some wonderful time with our listeners, which I really enjoyed doing uh, last month at our, our our Christmas party. So, you know, this is not because I'm just trying to be greedy and everybody has to book through me. But Dreams Unlimited is offsetting the cost of, as, you know, John starts sweating when I start talking about the things I want to do and what these things are going to cost. So we're and trying to upset, upset as much of that cost through, um, through the bookings as we can.
2: And how, in your... Pot of giveaway staterooms. How many more do you have left?
5: I
0: have five. Uh,
2: and we've given away two now? Three, I believe.
0: Two, three, three, three but not from my allotment. No, 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 not for your allotment. <laughs> Those are three staterooms, yeah. not Sorry,
5: for my allotment. Two. I, for anyway. the
2: podcast crew I
5: want to also say that some people have asked, well, why can't we just charge to come to the parties? Believe it or not, the amount that we would have to charge would be prohibitive. Yeah, it would be prohibitive. Of people attending the parties.
0: We are not, trust me when I say that the commission we'll make off this cruise will not absorb what it's going to cost me to do it. I'm just looking to, I'm looking to offset as much of that as I can.
2: I would also like to add, if you're interested in details of the cruise, there's a couple of email addresses. Tracy and I have taken on the task of answering people's questions about the email, or about the podcast cruise. It is Tracy at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com or Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. She's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have questions regarding the podcast cruise, we'll be happy to help out in any way we can. The other thing I want you to know is uh, there's also some worry going on. We've got a couple of questions about what seating, dinner seating, should everybody get. Again, leave that up to Tracy. She's already putting these things in the works. Trust that she'll take care of that for you.
0: So, I, I, I hope that, uh, that answers your question, Mark. And uh, we, uh, I appreciate you writing in. And I'm glad that uh, we were able to convert uh, Tammy over to the dark side. <laughs> and uh, with that, we will end our email show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. You all have a great week.